It is a somber and solemn night as we reflect on and we view the suffering of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I open up with the uh, focus on the words that Jesus spoke on the cross when he said, it is finished. I find those to be stunning and amazing words that he could say, it is finished. I don't know about you, but I look at my life and I think it's really unfinished. As a matter of fact, for years in my ministry, I have literally had a file folder labeled unfinished. Am I the only one who's ever done that? Has anybody else done that? Oh, thank you. Because I thought maybe there would be therapy groups for me if that were not the case. But... You know, there was one point in my life when it was very intense and the workload was heavy and actually was affecting my health. And I had an administrative assistant say to me, don't you dare die on me. And I said, I can't die. Look how thick my unfinished file is. The audacity to say something like that. But here's the reality. Every single person who has ever lived and will live and every person alive today has an unfinished file, whether you know it or not, except one person, Jesus Christ. We know that he has finished all things because he told us it is finished. I think about what exactly did Jesus mean by those words, it is finished? I mean, it seems like to me there's a lot more to be done in this world. There are sick people who need to be healed. There are broken people who need to be restored. There are people who have not heard the gospel or have not received the gospel and they're facing an eternity separated from God. Loved ones are still dying. Conflict continues. Trouble persists. Evil has not gone away. So what exactly did Jesus mean when he said it is finished. And he told us. It's in his prayer that he prayed the night before he was crucified. It's recorded in John 17, where Jesus is praying to the Heavenly Father, and he said, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And he's speaking to his Heavenly Father. He accomplished the work that his father had given him to do. He didn't do everything. He did what his father had sent him to do. He accomplished what God wanted him to do. We get a little insight in this in one of the gospel stories. It's Mark chapter 1, where Jesus went to the, the synagogue of Capernaum. And there he cast out a demon of a man. And the people were amazed as they saw this power of God and this presence of the Lord. And they responded to that. And they began bringing to them all those who were sick in that village. And he healed many of them. But nighttime came. And we're told that early the next day, even before it was light, Jesus went away to a solitary place. And do you know what he did there? He prayed. Don't you wish you could hear 
what Jesus was talking about with his father? Perhaps in my mind, I think about this. Maybe Jesus was saying, okay, father, what's on the agenda today? Where are we going? What do you want us to do? What is it that I'm to accomplish today? And then the disciples, they found him. They were kind of, uh, you know, filled with anxiety and in a frenetic pace. And they said, Jesus, where did you go? Everybody's looking for you. And Jesus said, we need to leave this place and go to other villages where I can preach the good news. That's what I was sent to do. Do you get the insight there? That Jesus came to do the will of his Father. That's why he has come. And so what's unique about Jesus, what's different about him, is that he perfectly accomplished everything the Father asked him to do. He was obedient. Never once did he fail to do what the Father had asked him to do. That's what makes him different than you and me. He far excels us because how often do we fall short of doing what the Father has asked us to do? As a matter of fact, the word in the Bible, holy, H-O-L-Y, means set apart. It means totally different. And so Jesus is totally different as he did the Father's will. I dare say that we all have some things that we're doing in our life that the Heavenly Father never asked us to do, don't you think? We're probably accomplishing our agenda, or maybe it's somebody else's agenda who thinks they have a better plan for our life than we do, and so they have all these things for us to do. And here's the travesty of that. This is what's so devastating. Could it be that we're so busy doing things the Father never asked us to do that perhaps in our unfinished file there are the important matters, the things that really are it needed to be done. They're the essence of life as God wanted us to experience here and now. But Jesus was faithful. He accomplished everything the Father sent him to do. You know, sin is when we fall short of doing what God has asked us to do. But it's even more than that. It's part of a bigger problem. Not only are we unfinished, get this, we're also undone. We get an insight into this from Isaiah. Remember Isaiah, the prophet of God? 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Here's a man who brought the word of the Lord to kings and to nations. And one day he goes to the temple and he has a vision of God. He wasn't expecting that. And there is God, high and mighty, seated on a throne, and the angels and archangels are crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And Isaiah got a vision of God as he is. Not the God that we think he is, but the God as he really is. And what did it do to him? Here's how he responded. He said, Woe is me. I am undone. Other translations say, I'm ruined. I'm lost. And then he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Why, even the words Isaiah is saying that I have spoken about God are inadequate. I have not fully declared how holy and great and pure and perfect he is. And so it totally filleted him. I believe if we could just get a glimpse 
of our Lord God in his holiness, in his love, why we would be filleted. It would open us up and we would all have to say, I am undone. But did you know that's what we're doing tonight? We've gathered here tonight to look at the cross, to look at such love where we have been loveless. Look at his love. Look at his holiness where we have sinned. Look how he has given himself for you and for me. Oh, what an amazing God who has done so much for us. And so he perfectly did the Father's will. As he was birthed of a young woman coming from eternity, he came into our world, became one of us. He lived that blameless and sinless life. And then he did the unthinkable. That he culminated it with the mission he was given to lay down his life on the cross for you and me. Jesus put it this way, the Son of Man has come into the world not to be served, but to, uh, rather, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. John the Baptist, early in Jesus' ministry, put it this way, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Paul, who was converted by the risen Christ and had a vision of him, put it this way. He said, He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And in another place, he put it this way. God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. An amazing God who has given to us his life. I want to tell you, the words of Jesus on the cross, it is finished, is not the gasp of a desperate and defeated man. It is the shout of victory of our mighty Savior, God. So I want you to know that he has defeated sin, death, and the devil who likes to claim that he has dominion over us, that claim has been shattered. Even though, even though you have trouble, take courage, he's overcome the world. Even though you die, yet you will live, for Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Even though you're unfinished and undone, be at peace. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Be strong and courageous because all has been accomplished for your salvation because Jesus said it is finished. As we reflect on the passion, the suffering of our Savior, may you indeed this night allow God to totally undo you and to give you the saving grace for which he came into the world that you may receive it in his name.